Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Trek Talk Nerd Hour. It's your hosts. I'm Techman16. And I'm Boom. Comes is here with us. Howdy, howdy. Andy and Kirk are gone. So, them gone. Is it is it couples therapy? I'm not saying it's not. And that, that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no, I'm, I am completely open to their relationship. You know, it is interesting that they leave on the exact same day, at the exact same time. Just saying. But I'm here, and we could talk about nerd stuff. Uh, I, I would like to talk about uh, systemic, uh, total unrestrained work server versus server. <laughs> if only there was some opportunity in this game that theoretically might be looming on the horizon for such an event to occur. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, but let, let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, let, let's hope it happens. So, if for those of you that don't know, because you know you got your own incursion problems or uh, uh, joy on the horizon uh, in the current incursion matchup, the next one coming up, uh, we got our wish. It's thirty-four versus forty-five. You know what's funny? Before we go further, I messaged DJs after the first incursion. And I said, please tell the higher-ups to make 34 versus 45 happen. And his response, I should probably read his response, he says, huh? I'm, there's zero chance of that, I'm sure. 34 and 45 are on different evolutionary cycles. Yeah, our duckles drag when we walk. But here we are. Here we are. 34 versus 35. 34 is 0 and 2. 45 is 2 and 0. You know, we heard some stuff from Old Man when he did his Q&A on the Whale server about how they were trying to match up winners to winners. And sometimes that was difficult. And it's hard to make a perfect match every time. But I feel like that 34 and 45 are fighting each other because both had to have their evolutionary brackets adjusted. 45, they couldn't, they couldn't find us a pure server that was going to be anything close to a fair fight or a good fight or anything less than a massacre. So they had to push us up. And then I, I feel like 34 at zero, at zero and two, they couldn't find you uh, a peer in your bracket that was going to be a, a reasonable fight for you guys. So they had to move us up and you guys down so we could meet. Yeah, okay, sure. Let's go with that. I think I think from a perspective of why they match us up is the probably amount, the amount of work that both servers have put in. The activity levels. Yeah, just think about like you know you guys destroyed forty nine right because you had that you know, large whale that you cracked you know on forty nine the level sixty and you just drained the hell out of them right that basically like tilted score from you losing you overwhelmingly winning right so just one person no we went from we went from significantly winning to genocide no but weren't you losing originally like a first couple hours yeah but by the time when boom cracked that 60 we had a very significant lead it just went from winning to slaughter 
So both times in our incursions, we went from being down 90 to 10 or 95 to 5 and eventually making it like 60, 40, 55, 45 after our log, you know, yeah, when it was all said and done. So I think the, the amount of work that we put in to get back to claw ourselves away from the, you know, the soft whales that got that forget to move to an appropriate system. 34 seems like it has a lot of night players too. It has a very active night cycle. You're not going to, and especially if your big players are playing at night later in the day, they're, they're, you're not going to score heavy points in the early hours because, you know, if the other, you just don't have the people on. So there, there is a natural progression of if you're a heavily night cycle server, you're probably going to, you know, not come out of the gate swinging as hard as you could. And then your night cycle people come on, they're going to start making up your points. Uh, so I had wondered about that because I'd always seen 34 as a, a very night cycle heavy server. It, it, I mean, it really depends on the people. Some we have people from other parts of the world too that are on the on the server, so they they do have a different cycle tendency, if you will. And that can help representation. I mean, if you have more people on when another a significant more people on at a any one time block than another server or or even alliance to alliance on your own server, that that gives you an advantage in those time blocks. It does. It definitely does. I mean, I th- I think uh, comparatively speaking, the the level of activity uh, was comparable with us to your guys's because. I mean, if it wasn't for, I would say, six to seven people on our server, we would have had the same kind of score that you guys did last time. On both on both servers, all the PvP systems were all were all thirty fours. There was very few people from any other server in those PvP systems. Well, they were ghost towns for me. But no, every time I went there, there wasn't nobody to fight except for my allies. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like the level of activity was probably matched up. That's probably why they matched us up because they were like, "Oh, look at these guys! Look at how many players and look how many points they scored." Versus, look at these dudes on 45. Look at those players and look how many points they scored. Activity level would be a good metric for them to track and capture uh, to to decide for matchups. You know, because you can go, "Oh, well, this one's." You know, this server's this old, this server's that old, they have this much raw power, they, you know, whatever. But then if you, and those are kind of like pre incursion game day stats that you're using, you know, to set divisions, I guess. And then, and then day of, you're like, okay, well, you know, yeah, these guys are not as old, they're not as powerful in raw numbers. Uh, holy shit. Uh, uh, clearly their server had a lot of buy in because their activity level is. And, you know, an activity level is uh, a major component. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that's why I'm, that's probably why they mess us up is they're like, okay, we got the winners and the winners. And then they're like, okay, who do we mash these people up? Because uh, it, it makes no sense to do winners and winners anymore and losers and losers because, like, now everybody's got all these mixed records and whatnot. I like the idea that there's a frustrated intern at Scopely or Digit that is a secret fan of the show 
and listens. And we say all the things that they can't say to the higher ups because they know better. And that intern just, she just went in and, and, and changed the numbers and put 34 and 45 up against each other. <laughs> and no one noted. And of course, Scopely has no quality control. And they didn't know. So I think, I think we're being matched up because we're a frustrated intern at Scopely. <laughs> my second belief is Inch just bribed somebody. Oh, oh my God. I love I love the Scopely intern theory. I love that the Scopely intern theory. It's just be like it's like I listen I listen to these guys. They're so right. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like she's she's listening at work, and then somebody comes by like, "What are you listening to? Nothing, nothing, nothing." It's like you listen to a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh it's, it's the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh okay, all right, carry on. <laughs> My other tinfoil hat conspiracy theory is Scopely is sick of fucking us and the sound of our voices. I don't think they hear us that much, but I I, I got to believe at some point they're like, uh, there's this podcast and it's not as big as, you know, Rev and DJs and whatnot. But man, these are the most critical motherfuckers. They never have anything good to say about us. And they're like, hey. and one guy's like, I got an idea. I read the prints. Uh, let's match them up against each other. And then maybe if they fight each other, there'll be so much bad blood. The podcast will float. They won't be able to stand each other after that. The podcast just naturally go away. I don't think that they listen to us all that often. I know they're aware of us. No, they don't. Yeah, I, I know. They don't. But I, I got to imagine they probably don't care for us and what we say and the manner in which we say it. I think every once in a while they'll they'll tune in, but uh, I don't. Yeah, the level of attention that we get compared to all the other content creators is uh, very little. But we make up for it with volume and hate. Yes, body heat. Up, giggity. How's it going? It's going well, everyone. If they think it's going to make 34 and 45 have bad blood, they got another thing coming. If anything, it's just going to make us closer. <laughs> We're going to have shit to talk about for weeks. Yeah, right. In fact, it'll it'll draw it'll draw more people into our orbit. A hundred percent. hundred percent of all. By the way, transitioning to, to the server a little bit. So we got our new um, marketing arm. <laughs> that I that I made. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from uh, Pimp Sauce from Server Fifty Two. He's our, he's now our pimp master general. He's going to pimp out the server. He's going to use his pimping skills to bring more people in. Shout out to Pimp Sauce. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Anyway. But it's funny. At least to me, it is. I grew up watching nineteen nineties WWE, so. It just just fits right into the uh, right in the in the narrative, if you will. Anyways, back to uh, back to incursion talk. And uh, weird, I'm the only one from 34 here. Well, thank you for being the only one with enough balls to show up. That's right. My my balls are so big. My I'm just gonna throw my level 40 base around. Just like use it as an attack weapon. Blow people down. It's curious that they're doing the incursion day with how many defenses go on on Friday. So a lot of us are wondering how that's going to work. I th I thought there was defenses going on. So 
it, it would be yeah you're right it'll be interesting see what happens like what if what if an invading can you start uh we like if, if 45 we were invading you i don't believe that we can we can start an invasion i'm mean, we'll certainly we'll try i have no doubt uh and we'll see what the button pushes but there is there is an interesting dynamic for home server fuckery of like oh we know that all the big fucking dogs are going to be on the other server uh taking it the fight to the enemy and we can just uh stab them you know stab them in the fucking kidneys um and and try and make some territory moves what if an opposing server can start a territory invasion there's enough of them like what happens afterwards? Like after twenty four hours, the territories just vacate. Who? I mean, I don't think Scopely intends for that to be possible, but it's fuck Scopely. It, it it may you know, it may be an unintended, it, you know, feature, not a bug. That's true. That's true. But imagine if you can start it. <laughs> you just you just join somebody else's territory. What does that mean? If you have five territories, you have to drop one territory on your server. Do a territory capture on another on another server. How many uh, giggity? Do you know how many um, territory captures going on Friday? I know for us in Aries, it's uh, I think we've got six or seven of them. It's a lot. You can't have six or seven on a on a Friday. There, there, you only have five territories, pal. No, that's for us. I'm talking Aries as a whole between Riff, STF, Apex, Ebon. If you're going to make a valid point, I don't know if I can talk to you. <laughs> Sorry, too much logic on a Sunday morning. Yeah, if, if you're going to be right, <laughs> and, and, and I, I don't know, we can have a discussion. We can always start drinking. That'll work. So let me get this straight. <laughs> there are six to seven territory captures going on during the same time as incursions. Well, he has a, uh, what are you at, four? Four territory Coalition, correct. In Aries, no, no, fu fu no, no, fuck all that. I'm just talking about like just the sheer number of territory captures on Friday on the territory map. I don't, I don't care who's doing it. There's six to seven. That's just Aries. Could be ten. Yeah, there's a lot. It's every half hour, it's pinging. Well, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know that it's a bad thing because you know we. I've said that I wish that they had, in addition to their rating events and PvP events and damage, you know, dealt and all that good shit, uh, I would like to see events running concurrent to incursions that made people took away their if they took away their ability to just turtle up, that they had to get out and do things to score points for events. And uh, you know, this isn't you know, it's a different kind of event. It's a territory defense, but this makes people get out and about. So it's a territory defense, and you can't have your base in territories because they will get raided by the other server while you're trying to defend your territory. That that's amazing. I'm I I mean, we'll see. I, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not quick to write it off as a as a negative. It may be a positive. It it may facilitate. A, a shit ton of PvP. Oh, for sure it's going to. It's going to be another blood yeah. test, which is awesome. It's just, we're just trying to figure out, and given the scopely lag, how that whole thing's actually going to work. And and there's there's kind of like two paths on that. Like if 
if no one on like say 34 is on 45 and a territory defense is going on uh and and, and they are going to show up there to get pvp points you know one or two are things going to happen either an alliance from that home server in this case example 45 is like this is a great opportunity for us to take that server because we know their their attention is split when it's normally not or that won't occur in which case you don't even have to show up to your territory defense just minimally you just have one ship there and and you win the territory yeah that, that is so strange it is an interesting dynamic I have lag both ways right you'll have lag the territory the initial territory lag and then you'll have the the cross server lag i wonder how bad the lag would be because the theoretically we won't have stations in the systems and we clearly have seen that having a lot of stations in the systems makes lag far far worse it's not just ships it's stations too really oh, okay well yeah because yeah you, i mean it's an, it's another thing to load yeah yeah, it's it's but the 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 ships are more contribute more to lag than the stations do. So this does also open up the potential for cross server incursion fuckery, skulldudgery. So what if now there's like you had that guy? What was it, lethal? That tried to sell you guys out? Oh, coma. No, oh, yeah, I'm coma. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, lethal. If I I I. I I'm old. Uh, I apologize if I, <laughs> I, I painted you with something you hadn't earned. That, that wasn't cool. But you had coma, yeah. Ethel's cool. He's, he, he doesn't do shit like that. That was the name that popped in my head. I'm sorry. Uh, but imagine that happens, and now it's, that's got some teeth. They can actually do something. And that goes both ways. You know, Every server has alliances that are very unhappy and disfranchised with other alliances on their home server. And uh, you know, and it can be a little difficult to find people on the other server, but not in 34 and 45's case because of this podcast Discord. So, uh, boom, Alcums, have you guys uh, gotten any uh, messages from Coma about t- TC? <laughs> oh, yeah, he wants to partner up with you. Yet. He wants to partner up with you to backstab his own, uh, his own server. Server, yeah, uh, no, not yet. Hey, Occam, I just, I just want to let you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with you, sucker. It's gonna be awesome. Well, okay, present. Bring it, bro. Bring it, bring. It. What do you, what are you gonna do, man? Like, I just, I just have to know. You can I'm just keep... gonna run my Rialto into him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I can't really do shit to Occam. He's gonna ram that Rialta and that and that ECS Fortunate so hard you won't be able to move your ships, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. That's a tactic. Yeah, it, it can on, it, it can on occasion be viable. I'm gonna debuff him a lot. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I have talked so much shit about 34 on this podcast. I expect to be debuffed the entire incursion. The entire- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> expect your expect your uh your your G five ship to, to be hitting like a G four bro. I ship running, it's unable to warp, and it's just a, a fleet of mantises following me around. That's kind of what I expect <laughs> to see. <laughs> it's gonna be great. He's gonna you're gonna you're gonna yeah, roll into a territory and you're just gonna see like a wall of mantises, like and every one of 
wall of mantises, uh, a, a wall of Cheerios, and like you know, like you know, uh, inch and uh, who's that other sixty you guys have? That's up close Don't to. Don't have inch. any other sixty. Uh, Obi, Obi's uh, fifty nine, and then I think he's fifty nine too. Oh, I thought Obi. I thought Obi was yeah. sixty. Yeah, it'd just be it's just be inch and Obi waiting for me, and boom, with just a fucking wall of mantises and a wall of Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, you don't have like, to worry about Key. He can't crew for shit. Yeah, they'd be like, who knows? He still thinks Mabinga is like the best captain. Well, Mabinga is, let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> key. What's Key at? I haven't heard I haven't heard mention of him in quite a while. He's fifty nine. Yeah, he's fifty nine. I think he's fifty nine too. Yeah, I, I mean Boom and I are just little old fifty sevens, man. Yeah, we got we got a bunch of fifty sevens, but uh, only a few fifty nines. I think we have like I don't know six or seven fifty sevens, and then oh, you're right, Aggie is fifty nine. Yeah, Aggie hit fifty nine. We're just two little fifty sevens, man. What can we? What, what I mean, what chance do we have, honestly? What can we do? I don't... None, dude. None. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Level sixty, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lethal and Venom both hit 59. So we, we're. Uh, oh, Lethal hit 59? Oh, nice. So we have like four or five 59s now? We have one, two, three, four, five, five 59s. Yeah. I think we still have six or seven 57s too. Who, who is the guy from. Oh, wait. No, that's not us. I'm like, I'm like our Phoenix Alliance has a guy that's 50, 57, but that, that's the wrong Phoenix. That's from server 30. <laughs> Server forty two. Yeah, Epi Epi hit fifty seven, I think. Smooth is fifty seven. Phoenix is fifty seven. Kevin is fifty nine. I know Kevin was fifty nine. Wow. Then and then Chemo hit fifty seven. He's been fifty seven. He's been fifty seven for a while. Ice Force is fifty seven. Epi is fifty seven. EM's fifty seven. Razi is fifty seven. Rima is. We probably have pretty close to a dozen 57s then. Um, Infamous is 56. I heard DT was moving up to 53. Sounds like it's your game to lose. Yeah, don't worry. We have Fitz, and he'll just uh, he'll just open up his base so you can stick it in deep. Free the Fritz. Free the Fitz, <laughs> man. 2022. Clear, like I've gotten messages all over the place that oh nope we're gonna we're gonna mitigate fits. Yeah, that's what they say. I don't know. You can't mitigate that much. Stupid though. We'll see. There's a beard thing. That's weird. No, because you try to mitigate him, he just swipes his card. No, 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 I'm, I'm looking at uh, Torek Mokto's profile, and there's like a like a, a frame that has that's just a beard. I didn't realize we had. Oh one. yeah, it's, it's the Riker beard. Riker beard. He's got he's got the Riker beard with the uh, the new survey hammer, epic survey officer hammer. Yeah, hammer. There are certain uh, avatars that the beard matches up with. I saw and I saw some pretty good combinations. I did like I did like Picard with the Riker beard. Uh, I don't I don't have those fancy ones. Yeah, it'd be great to see DT move up to fifty three though. He's still at forty nine though, isn't he? Yeah, he's forty nine. He's probably gonna. He's probably like, yeah, no, never gonna happen. I'm sure once once G six comes out, he'll he'll move up to fifty three. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's the but yeah, Fitz Fitz is our wild card, man. <laughs> if if Fitz is mitigated, it'll be, it'll be a close game. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables that we're gonna, you know, uh beyond normal incursions. It's a different day, there'll be territory defense, there'll be two servers that have uh the that are that are very well known to each other and have very open lines of communication. Uh so you know dark if, if you ever wanted to move Nona out of its territory, I can be reached at Viking Skull Collector, you know. Oh jeez. 69. Uh <laughs> we we should load up CIV and just fucking go on wild. I don't think Boone's yeah. big enough to remove Nona by himself. I didn't say by myself. I said load up. Like I'm not just gonna show up by myself. Like, all right, guys, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Red Rover, Red Rover, all you motherfuckers, come over. Because I mean, territory is all about quantity. I mean, to degree, like it doesn't matter if your ship's metal. You know, you get fucking twenty Rialtas versus one fucking. You know, int D or whatever, the int D's still losing. Yeah. It's amazing that the Rialta is like the fastest ship in the game. That's so fast. Go fast, go splat. Actually, you know what? Uh, I think the Hata might be faster with the speed crew on it, with research. Really? Yeah, the G4 research and uh, and a speed crew on a Hata. I think that thing. I think that thing moves a lot faster than a Rialta. Sorry, which ship? The Hater, the G5 Epic. Uh, yeah. yeah. The G, G4 Epic. God damn it. Whatever inch has is fucking contagious. He's infecting other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't speak Klingon, dude. Come on. I, even with full research on that, I don't. I don't know. Smooth, smooth gets that thing fucking cooking, dude. Right. But I mean, you can just ask because it's got a numeric value. Someone should ask him. Because I'm curious, but I, I don't think it does. I think everyone that's talked about with the research and stuff and the way the percentage, like, my understanding is it's still the Rialta. I, I can't speak from experience, so I don't have a heck of a... Well, G4 ships have its own impulse research, so... No, I, I know, I know. I, I got it. Ne- needed it for my trivia, and that thing's fucking slow as shit. Yeah, that thing's super slow. <laughs> But I mean, so it starts at 154 and you can add another 20 impulse speed. So that's 174. Plus there's plus there's another 25 impulse speed buried at the end of. Uh... That's not G4 only, though. Yeah, that's G5 only. Or is it G5 only? All right, I'll look. All I know is that thing comes out like a dang bullet. Inko and uh, and Smooth run that the Hecta with the, with the speed crew on it. And I'm telling you, man, I think just. Oh no, it'd be it'd be close because that would be that would get it up, like I said, to what one seventy four, and the the Rialta is one eighty one. So you, you add the the bonus, uh, you know, the speed crew and shit on the Rialta, it'll be just as it'll retain its edge. But I mean, that's a Rialta versus a fucking G five. So and we're talking the impulse speed difference will be. You know what? Ten, twelve. I'm not doing the math right off the top of my head, but actually, actually, no. The uh, the the boosted research that's very high up in the galaxy tree uh, is not G5 specific, so you can pull another fifteen impulse there too. But is it 
G4 plus, or does it apply to everything? It says everything. It says increases. Well, well, well then, then that's also going to apply to the Rialta, so it's, it's just a wash. That's a wash. Yeah. I thought with the G4 specific research for increase. But somebody, you got to be pretty high up in the fucking ops and research level to get that. So a, a guy who's reduced to using a Rialta doesn't have that research. Well, right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if I'm going for a speedy, like if I'm going to tie ships up, I use my Rialta. And I'm I'm high level. It's not like I don't have research. <laughs> like there are tactical uses for it. So No, the Rialta is like the best ship in the game, dude. For real. It's Rialta with a speed crew, man. <laughs> Max yeah, it's speak. literally the most annoying uh ship in the entire game oh for sure and it's so cheap like you can just instant repair it and everything like yeah the reality is fucking awesome for it really is the best ship in the game it's it's uh, there's a there's a bunch of people that actually i think they scrapped it i'm like why would you scrap that thing you can't scrap it anymore i don't think you can now yeah i i know there was a time where you could there was a time you could, but I think yeah. that they removed that ability. Yeah, there was a bunch of people that didn't have a Rialta. Okay, yeah, because they came out with the the Rialta, uh, the Rialta, whatever PvP event, and people were like I can't do it. Yeah. Scrap my Rialta. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why would you scrap that ship? That's seriously, it's like the best ship ever. At least you could make more. To be honest, I, I'd, I, dude, I'd run around with six of them if I could. This reminds me of that commercial with uh, STFC where it's like this girl's playing it. She's a level one. She's got a Rialta and it, and it gets blown up and then she does whatever. And like 15 seconds later, she's got Enterprises blowing up pylons and whatnot. It, what happened is she dropped about 1.5 million. Or what's the one where the Discovery's kicking the shit out of the Bordas? Wait, what? Yeah, there it was Discovery actors doing a little a commercial, and they're talking shit to each other. And uh, yeah, it's a dis- the Discovery fighting oh, against yeah. the Bordas, and the Discovery is just annihilating the Bordas. That's right. It's, 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 I, I do actually think because if I like, I made the mistake. You know, I think Bordas was my first big ship at the time where I changed things around and went hard into a ship. But but like I was a low level, so when I first built it, I want to say it was only like four or five hundred k. And so if you ran it up into like you know a thirty nine that had like a seven hundred k discovery, it, it's possible. You know, especially if you have a shitty crew. The most lopsided kill I ever got in this game that you, you just stare at the screen and go, "How the fuck did that happen?" Was I took out a T five Saladin with my discovery. Wait, what? How? Oh, jeez. Well, he couldn't crew for shit, but, and I had, I was, I was doing OPC, this is a long time ago, but I was doing OPC hunting. And so I had like, you know, I had like one PVP officer and two, I think like speed crew or two, uh, you know, it was a hybrid crew. I had, I had just a little bit of a PVP crewing on my discovery. And this fucking guy jumps me with his T5 Saladin. And I mean, it, clearly his research was shit. His he didn't have a grinding crew on, but his PV crew was was just fucking dumb as balls. Uh, and but yeah, my fucking discovery smoked him and took like you know forty percent hull damage. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm just I just sat there looking at the battle logs. What the fuck just happened? I don't even know how that's possible. But you know, I probably had a fairly 
significant research advantage. That's the other thing Smooth likes to run around with. He likes to run around with his fucking Saladin. He, uh, and he puts uh, his maxed out uh, Old Mud with Harrison and Worf. That, that's exactly what, yeah, I, I run Harrison, HG, Worf, and, and Old Mud. And I'll run around popping fucking, like, ints and watching them try to figure out how the fuck that just happened. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny, man. Because I think his, uh, I think his Saladin's, like, damn near 4 million power. Yeah, uh, mine's, I should pull it up real quick, because it, it is it's significant. It's, I don't know if it's 4, I want to say it's uh, something... Take me just a second to pull up, but yeah, and, and even like tier nine, and some of them, you know, if the people if the people haven't put in the research and shit, or actually, yeah, my my salary is four point uh, four million one hundred thirty five thousand. I thought it was close. I thought I thought it was like five mil. Holy shit! I mean, if I crew like this is just a generic. This is actually a mining crew, so yeah, maybe it would get up more. I, I don't think it's at five, but I think it gets up to like four point four. I thought the last time I saw it, I was like, Jesus Christ, he's closing in on five mil. It it could be. Maybe we had a buff on at the time. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, fair enough. The point is it takes the like people that have just got which there's not a lot left anymore that are just getting it, but if they just got their their int, they've just maxed it, you know, like, ah, I've got a T9 int. Now I can really wreck in that that G3 PvP range. And then I just zip by with my salad in and poop. It's fucking, I, it's one of my favorite things. It's harder to find the, the ends now, but God, I love. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. It's fucking, it's hilarious. So do you guys only have, I mean, you guys are the two top, right? 57s? Uh, no, there's one guy who was on a hiatus that just came back. I, so I don't know if he'll be there. I think Boom is second. I'm fourth. Yeah, so THC is a level 59, um, and then, yeah, I'm second, uh, but I'm a 57. Occam's also a 57 at fourth. There's one other 57 as well. We have maybe a total of 10, maybe 12 people in their 50s. Might be a little higher now. I'd have to double check. You guys are significantly more represented in the G5 ships and and. And and then with players in the fifties than we are absolutely, but I have a whole cloud of fucking ravenous, rabid, flying monkeys in their fucking thirties and forties. I just, I just, I need, I require skulls. Collect. I think we have sixty or seventy in their fifties now at this point. Jesus, I, I, that just sounds like a lot of RSS terrain to me. Our our bases are fat. We we are fat. Like even at me at forty four, I've got, I mean collectively, I got probably seven eight hundred billion, which you know isn't a ton, but that's oh, that's for a forty like that's that's more than I have forty four. That that does illuminate kind of my one frustration with with this pairing. Like I am I am tickled. I am happy that we're going against thirty four. It's, it's been coming, and and we need to have this this little fight. Oh yeah, no, I'm excited. But uh, but 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 it is frustrating in the actual like the material advantage, which is really just a spend event. That because your guys' packs, which I think you know most people know now, but your packs because you're an older sir, like have significantly more resources per pack than ours. 
So it's it's frustrating that in order to to beat you on a leaderboard like that, I have to spend 1.5 times as much as like that that just fundamentally irritates me. Well, I think what it comes down to is like my 44 packs are probably about this equivalent to your 57 packs. Yeah, no, they they really kind of are fucking wild. So let's do a go into the store if you would, Twisted, and look up. Uh, let's do something easy. Let's do uh, the station upgrade pack. Station upgrade. All right, hold up. The uh, ult, uh, ultra station upgrade pack. Yeah. All right. Uh, got it. I get. Uh... All right. So, so there's a little disparity because you're probably not showing G5 materials in my. No, in I don't. Our... Yeah. How much G4 materials are you getting? 5380 for all three. So I get 5500. Yeah. And I'm 13 ops levels higher than you. Yeah, that's crazy. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I get 380k lat, 58 billion par steel. And then I also get 58 billion in tokens as well. Jesus. Well, we, I mean, ops level is reflected that we get significantly more par steel. I get like. 1.2 yeah. trillion raw, 1.2, but but I, I got to imagine that a 50 ops 57 guy on 34 is probably getting two billion raw. And 2 oh billion. no, they're getting yeah, they're getting a they're getting a shit ton. Uh, I think Inko said that he gets like on his 60s. I mean, he gets like six or seven trillion steel. Yeah, which which, which yeah. is nuts. Five times what I'm getting. It, now I'm three I'm three ops below him, so there yeah. that that is a factor, and he he he. Paid the price and he did the work, so obviously his his uh, rate of progression ops to ops should be higher than mine. But yeah, that seems uh, accelerated. That negative is also a, a positive. That means, like you said, you guys are fat with resources. You have lower level players that are going to be far fatter with resources than our lower level players. Yeah, and I'm not much of a spender, by the way. I'm I for the most part, I I play I play pretty skimpy when it comes to cost, but um, you know, you got people like Parzival who've, I mean, Jesus, he's probably got a trillion and he's 40, 48 now, I think. But I mean, he's, uh, he's pretty, he's pretty packed in too. I mean, we got most of my players in the forties are, you'll, you'll find that most of them will have at least two to 500 billion just sitting around. I, and I think that, the tokens. that might be a telling factor because there is theoretically, uh, and I think it will be pract- practically as well, but time will tell that cracking and rating 30s and 40s is going to be more lucrative for us than it's going to be for you guys. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. You guys won't have shit. And, see, and that's kind of a big disadvantage on our side because rating is a huge factor when it comes to the points. Um, damage done weighs very minimally. It's probably 10% of what the actual score reflects. Whereas rating resources reflects, you know, the other 85, 90%. I, I like the rating mechanic. I like the activity that it induces. I like the way it gets servers to work together of invading servers, the alliances of invading servers. I, I like how rating is turning out. Uh, I, I continue to take the position that I think they, they have weighted rating points a little too heavily, that PVP needs to be worth a little more. Or either, whether it's PvP's worth more or rating is worth a little less. I mean, if you want to win, you got to do what scores the points. And that's rating. And I would, uh, I, I get more enjoyment out of the PvP, but 
you know, if I want to win, I can't, I can't focus on that personal enjoyment. I got to do what's good for my server. Yeah, no, it's, that's true. Yeah. hundred percent. I think ratings outweighed quite a bit. See, I feel like it's a catch 22 because when you look at some of the other PVP events we've had historically, if there's nothing to, to encourage, so, so to raid, you have to have your shields dropped and shit. You also have to protect your, your ships that are you're grabbing resources and stuff. And the other side has to, you know, try and stop you all that. So I think the rating actually really pushes the PVP. I feel like, so, you know, especially the first server we faced, I feel like if rating hadn't been uh, scored so, so highly, uh, there, there would have been a lot less PvP because people wouldn't have been trying to stop raids, and a lot of those people just did not want to PvP straight up. It's why, like, those SMS systems are empty. Like, they're just not interested. And so you end up with the incursion would be a ghost town unless you you kind of goose it a little bit and say, okay, we're going to make this point so highly that people are going to be trying to do these fucking raids and when they happen, other people are going to be trying desperately to stop those raids. I, I, you're right. I, I just, I, I don't want them to completely nerf. I'd like to see them like reduce the points from rating by like twenty five percent. The problem is the age of the servers, right? So every age, because of the age of the server, your packs are different, um, and because of that, you might have an older server like us going against a newer server like yours, and we're going to be a bit more stout in the resource pool. And so, you know, it, it's difficult because, yeah, it does encourage PvP, but at the same time, it puts the older servers usually at a, a bigger disadvantage because of that. So we have to fight harder. I think the biggest, uh, I think the biggest difference or the biggest, uh, I don't know, issue at play is we've done many a podcast with people from 34 and 45, and it, it's clear that we have fundamental philosophical differences of how we run our alliances, how we run the server, how we, how we fight. Oh, you guys are significantly more PvP-centric. And, you know, there's a lot of bragging rights on the table right now. Boom and I talked a lot of shit. Yeah. There's some personal prestige on the line for Boom and I that go, yeah, you're bigger. Yeah, you get more. But I don't want to say that it's better because not everybody wants to do with things the way we do things because it's... You know, many people hear about our inner workings and organization and they go, fuck me, that's, that sounds like a lot of work. It's just a fucking game. And if if that's not fun for you, you absolutely should not be doing it the way we should do it. I think that the caveat to that is, speak for myself, if you want to win, it's your goal. I, I think we're, we're, we're on to something on 45. We're a bunch of fucking animals. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. We got a lot of people who who love to, to love to mine here on our server. I'd like to I'd like to speak to MCRN. I think it's your time. Uh, I can be reached at Viking Skull Collector sixty nine. Uh, if you if you find that you think that you would be more comfortable in Nona or Dark's territory, uh, once again, I can be reached at Viking Skull Collector sixty nine. I, I don't know if MCRN actually plays anymore. Yeah. And, and I did want to to circle back around, you know. Uh, DT posted the the 49 ops pack just to show w what that was like. And I mean, for, for people that are, you know, remember like back when Inch was on here, that's for thing bitching about crystal stuff. Like where you get choked out the most by far is in those materials. And his 49 pack is better than my 57. 
it's not it's not bad but it's it's all mo- like so he gets like 445 of, of the epic fours we get 450 uh he gets 1570 of the rare we get 1580 uh and this but again this is a, a 49 versus a 57 pack like the fact that it is just the fucking like ticks dick below ours in the material it gets at, at eight levels lower is fucking brutal thanks for posting that dt it was enlightening anyhow uh, why don't you guys post yours just to see the just to see the difference so people can can actually take the difference and this is probably where scopely will be listening in at this point <laughs> yeah you can wish i i do want to like quickly change topics a little bit have you guys noticed that the hostile levels are broken as far as the dailies well, the dailies and like missions. Okay, I don't, I'm not sure we're on the same page. Please elucidate. All right, so like for example, I was just doing a mission, right? It said, "Fuck is elucidate." <laughs> Sorry, I heard of elucidate. It's okay. It's all right. Boom. You should know by now. Occam's is from the mountains, all right? It's from the mountains. You should be impressed that I even fucking knew the meaning of the word. <laughs> you gave it a try. All right, I'll give you. There was. I, I have always maintained that there was a library not far from the trailer park. Shut up! Open. Shut up! <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is, it said like in one of my missions, kill uh, ten level forty or higher hostiles. I took my stupid little tongue depressor. I was hitting thirty fours, and the counter just went up and up and up, and all of a sudden, I just finished the. Kill 10 level 40 hostiles and above by hitting level 34 mantis hostiles. All of a sudden, like the next stage of the mission continued. That's been around for like two fucking years. You just discovered yeah. it. It's the same bug with like Taiga Core. Like there's certain hostiles that will actually trigger based at, instead of on what it actively shows you as the level. Uh, just based on some weird fucking behind the scenes math of like, oh, okay, if it has this much hull or like i don't even know what it is but yeah so these new ones that that they've released because they they're they have so much more hull and shit uh they'll they'll proc for higher level hostels than what they are uh so not a lot of people knew about it but it that has actually been going on for a couple for quite a while with the separatists when the separatists came out you know they their ops level was listed very low but they were significantly more potent power level ships than 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 comparable level hostiles and other systems and they would always count far higher now you can't always count on it i've found uh that there's kind of like this weird breakpoint at various ops levels like sometimes you'll get that like there's some points where you can hit you know, Akaton, uh, the what is the, uh, the the Venom targets, the uh, Akatons, the Ak- whatever the fuck they're called, and the Separatists, and they count, sometimes they would count two, three, four, five ops level as ops levels higher than they actually were. And then there's certain points where with the dailies where you need certain level of hostiles killed to achieve the daily that sometimes you'd only get like one. Like if I kill these 
54s, they count as 55s. And then there's certain breakpoints in the ops levels where you, that bonus goes away. So it, it for me, it is uh, it has come and gone as my ops levels progressed. Okay. Yeah, because I, I just noticed some of them. There, there are times where I, I, I hit the daily targets and I'm like, what the fuck was I hitting where I hit the daily targets? It was clearly not the, the hostiles of, of intent. Defeat one hostile of level 65 or higher. Well, where the fuck am I going to find that? <laughs> yeah, and then, then, you, then you hit like a, a Klingon hostile in like regular space. And you're like, what? Where did that count? How did that come about? Yeah, that's been a thing. I've noticed it since the Separatists uh, that they gave it really. And I, I don't. It's like they listed a certain level of ship but they've been so significantly boosted as specialty ships that they're clearly somewhere in Scopely's code or Digit's code that they they count as a much higher ship, but, but they listed the ops level based on the lower level system they put it into because I think they wanted to put it into a, a lower warp system so everybody could get it, so they're not displaying correctly. Yeah. And I, to be clear, I don't know if it's whole health exactly. Like I, I don't know what tips it off and makes it, you know. And, and I didn't notice it until Tiger Core, but there you would hit forties and it would still count towards your forty-two dailies. And I think it went up to forty-three. I don't remember exactly, but it was one of those things where it was like, "Huh, okay, that's weird." But then started to notice it in other places that yeah, there, there's there's something that they use to determine what its actual level value is that is not what's displayed yeah that's that's a good point I, I noticed that yesterday when i was doing dailies i'm just like huh i'm halfway to my goal and i was hitting like level 39s it's really strange it says level 41 or higher mm, oh well just shh, don't say anything if we don't talk about it scopely will pretend it doesn't exist too because they don't want to try to fix their shit We'll hold hands. <laughs> As always, Scopely math. We don't understand it, and clearly they understand it even less than we do. <laughs> I would like to say to Scopely's intern, thanks for the 34-45 matchup. Reach, reach, reach out to me. I'll send you something nice. I honestly feel bad for some of the developers, especially those that are with Digit that started the game, because the, the game engine is the same but all this other crap that they added does not mesh with the original code and so you have all these bugs and it would be you know a developer's nightmare try and unfuck everything that they've really fucked up and it, it would just be like ah let's just start over let's just let's just start a new game as you know i think boom brought it up a couple of podcasts ago go watch the movie pentagon wars with kelsey grammar and carry always about the development of the bradley fighting vehicle and and to me that that's like fucking scopely digit absolutely there, there's functionality and then there's let's just make some fucking money what if we just put fucking portholes in the sides and they could just shoot at people as they drove by uh, uh sure sure general <laughs> boom brought it up and i remembered how much i love that movie i watched it a couple nights ago again yeah it's such a good movie so switching back, Kimo posted he's in Ops 57 and he posted his station pack. 
Where? Let me see. Uh, Shrek Talk chat. That's the G5. That's... And he's on your server, yeah? Yeah, he's on our server. So they're, it's it's pretty comparable to what you get, Boom. Interesting. Okay, so maybe they just don't scale up the four-star stuff. Or, or, or Scopely hates chemo more than it hates the rest of us. That's always viable. Sure, sure. Could be. Boom, are those numbers the same for the five-star stuff? Oh, I'm trying to pull it back up right now. Like an idiot, I closed it. We have moved on from, to a new topic. So you can play the Jeopardy theme. Um, I don't think this war is a Jeopardy theme. But from what I'm looking, <laughs> like your your G4s look identical. Yeah, no, no. The, the G4s absolutely look identical. So I wonder if they don't scale it. So effectively, hmm. eight ops levels higher is a disadvantage for what you get the 49 pack. Well, there's a little bit of a reset. So when they start introducing the G5 stuff to your packs because they Scopely's decided at your ops level you you deserve it need it you take a hit to your G4 and your G3 the G4 and G3 are down when they add the 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 G5 into your packs yeah look and these actually look these look the same to mine so that's interesting yeah and honestly, I I'd, I'd never compared the the fifty plus packs before. I know that back when we compared when they were the forty nines or well in the forties and below, that they were significantly different. I wonder if they've actually normalized the fifty plus. Yeah, that's what Ark said. Ark said that all the fifty one fifty one plus packs are standard across all servers. That makes it interesting that if their their honorus now is is on. Uh, with with older servers getting the third getting the g3 people into g4 and the gp4 people into g5 faster and then and then g5 is just kind of cutting edge so they're like i ah, will make it the same which would make sense yeah like the the goal should be to normalize now it doesn't entirely normalize because you had it so different uh, across the earlier pack still but but that's at least a step in the right direction okay that that at least makes me a little less irritated with that thanks camo that gave us a direct 57 to 57 that we hadn't get to see yet yeah i just remember in the past comparing 49s to 49s on, on and ours was nowhere near and that was very frustrating maybe scopely quietly actually listened and then for of course, you'd think if they, when they actually do something right, they'd want to, you know, take credit because it's so rare. They never do. I even actually heard DJs railing against them, going, You finally fucking did something right. Take a fucking victory lap. You didn't even put it in your patch notes. What did they do right? I don't know. It was something they fucking did. And, and, Scopely didn't even mention it. No press release. No fucking anything. They didn't even put it. It was just one of the changes that was included in their it, and miscellaneous other changes in their patch notes. Makes sense. That's a typical Scopely thing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Man, if I was someone that's Scopely and we finally got to fix something that was fucked up, 
I would be like air horning that shit, skywriting it, blasting it on fucking Twitter and everything. Like, like, we did something right. Yeah, they sucked themselves in the dick just as much. It's, Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing how how they do so many things wrong? The one thing they do something right, everybody's like, oh my God, yes, they did something right. It's been a long time coming, folks. We've been blogging about it. We've been podcasting about it. And they finally came through one time. Whew, what a victory. Scopely's just fucking radio silent. Well, when you get to that level of incompetent, I imagine that you even fuck up, you know, positive announcements about yourself. Yeah. I mean, when you give the inmates the keys to the asylum, it's, you know, key control kind of goes out the window. I also wonder, so um, switching gears a little bit. Yesterday, you know, DT and somebody else was debating about, boom, it might have been you, about the you know, the most highest grossing revenue games. I think it was uh, Diablo Immortal or whatever. Yeah, we were just talking about which would earn well, we weren't talking about the highest. We were comparing just the two companies and and their mobile properties. Fair enough. So, according to Wikipedia, which is the best source in the world, Scopely's Star Trek Fleet Command is the 77th highest grossing mobile game. And, you know, and I'm not part of any other mobile games, but we seem to have a pretty vocal community. Other communities either just as vocal, or do other software developers that release these mobile games are better or worse than Scopely? Well, I, I can't speak to the other games, and I, I don't know how vocal they are. I don't know, but I do think there is another factor in that those numbers are just gross revenue, and I suspect it's my belief uh, that. I think Scopely would rate higher in profits because we've clearly seen that Scopely is running a very large game on a shoestring operation. They don't they don't have enough people for everything. And even though they have admitted it time again, they don't have customer service. They don't have enough coders. They don't have ops. They don't have enough fucking anything. And that means that their operating cost is, is, is very, very low theoretically compared to a company that that's running a huge game that has a huge infrastructure to support it i mean that's always been one of my bones of contention with scopely is you're making enough fucking money invest back into the game with with people and resources yeah when i looked at it and i think it was dt that posted one where it showed the scopely pulling in something was that eight million annually for stfc or is that monthly I think that was monthly. It looked like it was monthly. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better because it was like eight million annually. I've contributed way too large a percentage to that. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, no, if you're pulling in eight million a month, they have they, they make enough they could at least have better testing and release than, than what they do. Well, that that's for STSC as a whole. They're yeah, they're they're doing like fifty five million or fifty million a month. But because I only play STFC, I'm focusing on that. I'm just looking at it as if you consider STFC its own business unit, it still as a business unit makes enough that they could do much better testing uh, and release than what they do. Because uh, Scopely has another mobile game. 
It's called Marvel Strike Force, and it makes a way lot more money than STFC does. Well, according to the numbers, it's only another million above STFC per month. All right, so my my Wikipedia article here, Global Marvel's Strike Force has made eight hundred and forty six million dollars, and STFC has made. $222 million. Yeah, it has more downloads and it's been out longer, which I was surprised to find out. Also, hold on and let me just go ahead and edit your Wikipedia to say STFC has made $1 trillion. I'm sure somebody will change it as soon as you change it, but... I'm saying it somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but... Yeah, it, it's... Uh, yeah, Strike Force has been out longer, so... Boom and I have put somebody's kid through college beside one's, one of our own. Yeah. I regret some of that spend for the early, you know, up to 39 stuff. Oh, fucking knock it off. You were, <laughs> you were fucking untouchable. I, I did have a lot of fun. You, 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 I mean, in the, when I, back when I was a trap fighting fucking BED, I'd be like, I started getting better. I started learning more about crews. I started investing in, in my spend and whatnot. And I was like, even when I couldn't win, I'm like, I can hurt him. I'll go fucking toe to toe with Mouse. I'll go toe to toe with fucking Tyler. I'll go toe to toe with the oh fuck, boom and THC are here. I'm done. Time to go home. According to some of the other data that across both platforms, um, last month Marvel had two hundred thousand, roughly. 200,000 downloads. STFC had 40,000. Marvel in general right now is a bigger product. Like you think about all those movies and shit, like people have been inundated with Marvel and the most, you know, yeah, Star Trek has some shows on, but God, Discovery, I'm you know, that probably turned people away from the, <laughs> the property. Uh, a corporation that has multiple products. They tend, unless they have a champion that has great um, people believe in the money, people believe in them. They very much those corporations very much have kind of a Russian military doctrine in the mindset of you know, all right, oh, this is our objective, and we got to break this fucking you know enemy line. Uh, we're gonna throw three divisions at their line. And whatever division that breaks through the line is the one that gets reinforced, always reinforce success. So if Marvel is making more money and as, as DT said, has been out longer and has more downloads, uh, it certainly sounds like Scopely is reinforcing success and that the lion's share of their, you know, back funneling money into the product to make it bigger and better and more viable because it's the big money earner. And then at a certain point, you starve the project that makes less, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, we we spent more in this game because it's bigger and it makes us more money. So we're going to spend more on it and less on the other projects. And then that project you know, that they invested heavily into, you know, you see the assuming that you're not incompetent, which is certainly something we can't take for granted with Scopely. They're like, oh, look, we were right. You know, this project was making more money, so we spent more on this project for, for manpower, resources, advertising, uh, and 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 what do you know? It is doing better. Fucking silence, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and it's true that uh, 
No, I mean... Disney's got more money than CBS. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and businesses just in general love money. And it, it's, you know, we think about, oh, if something is is profitable, that that's good. But if you look at things like TV or even movies, they'll have shit that's profitable, but they deem it it wasn't profitable enough. They want something even more profitable. And so, yeah, if something like STFC is turning, say, you know, a 70% profit and Marvel Strike Force is 75%, they're not going to say, okay, let's keep, you know, putting money in STFC. They're going to say, okay, if I invest 10 million and I will get, you know, 70% back on this or 75% back on that, I want to put my 10 million where I get 75% back. Uh, and I think also a factor is corporate infighting. If you're fucking Marvel, if you're a project manager, you're a muckety muck, you're a senior vice president at Scopely, uh, and and you're emotionally invested in, in or financially invested with your bonuses in Marvel, you uh, you don't want you don't want uh, STFC to fail because. You know, that's not good for the company as a whole, and that can impact you. But you never want it to do as good as your flagship pro- project that you're a part of because you want to be the top dog. Because, I mean, imagine you're sitting in a boardroom and they're dividing up the pie for, for investment of infrastructure and staff. And and you're the Marvel fucking executives and and you're in there with the fucking STFC executives. You know, in a certain way, those fucking dudes are your enemy. They want your shit. And you have more prestige than them because your project's doing better. And you want to protect that. Yeah. No, that's exactly the corporate way. I mean, there there used to be, you know, I used to work at Microsoft. And they, they used to have kind of this thing where they, you know, joke about the Microsoft org chart. And they, you know, have like uh, Windows Core and a little bubble and uh, like Office and a bubble and you know all these different groups that they had, and then instead of arrows pointed, you know they each entity had guns pointed at the others because that's really how shit operated. Like you wanted to succeed, you did not care who you stomped on to win. It doesn't matter that you're all the same company. Each each individual entity is its own fucking thing, and if you start to fail. You, you, you run the risk of getting closed down and shipped out. Is Scopely that big where they have those kind of divisions? It's not. So size doesn't as much matter. Like it, it's, are they as big? Obviously not. They're nowhere near as many employees as Microsoft, but on a micro, you know, microcosm, it works the same. Like whether or not you have, you know, three different, you know, orgs of, you know, 30,000 people or just 30 people, there's still these separate entities and they each are trying to operate and function independently because they're, they're, they're their own product lines. Like, you know, STFC is not part of strike force. Like it's a separate product line and which product line gets the, you know, top dollar gets the best people, you know, it's just all, all that shit depends on which product line brings in the most money. And so it's absolutely competitive in almost every case I've seen uh, internal product lines, one versus the other. They're they're absolutely kind of frenemies, as it were. That's really interesting. 
and you know it it to a certain degree it's also prevalent in any agency that has a budget a large budget where you have money going there's a finite amount of money and it it's going different places i mean you saw the same thing in government agencies but i mean where you know government agencies didn't have to turn a profit though so that's you know it's a little bit apples and oranges but you saw the same thing yeah no you, you do still see yeah even though they're not turning a profit it, it's hey which, which like the prestige is where the money goes if they feel like oh x, x is doing the best job we're getting x new equipment or you know we're we're the best and we recruit they go to like yeah this is a dea bus no fbi allowed <laughs> uh blindly funding numbers though can have second third order consequences I'm reminded of an example, uh, the agency that I worked for, they did the worst thing that they ever fucking did. And they did some fucking really bad shit was they decided these fucking rocket scientists that everybody in your division, they would post the stats every month of this many felony arrests, this many misdemeanor arrests, this many traffic. They had like six criteria. It was like, I just remember felony arrests, misdemeanor arrests, traffic citations. It was like legal papers served and and other shit. And first off, you know, it it it, it engendered competition at the fucking, who cared if it was a good fucking arrest, whether the guy got prosecuted or not, you still got credit for the arrest. But uh, where it really got stupid was like traffic citations. So like the day shift, like these day shift guys, and they're like, because I remember getting called in the office and I was like, my sergeant calls me and he's like, we got to go and talk to the captain again. And I'm like, well, what the fuck did I do now? The captain and I did not get along. And he's like, well, the stats have been out for like the second week or second month. And he thought after the first month that your productivity would, would be better in the second month. You know, that you'd, been sh- you'd be shamed into better stats. And I was a, I was a hustler, man. Uh, I worked night shift. I got out there. I was fucking hunting evil. That was what I was into. And, uh, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, you know, my work ethic. And he's like, well, the first month you had zero traffic. You wrote zero traffic citations. I'm like, yeah. He says, so, you know, I caught some flack for that and I covered for you, but this is the second month we posted the stats and you also did zero traffic citations. And I was like, yeah, well, captain wants to know what you're doing with your time. And I'm like, well, the first month I was number one in my division for felony arrests and number two for misdemeanor arrests. The second month, I was number two for felony arrests and number one for misdemeanor arrests. I'm arresting criminals for not writing traffic tickets. Plus, I work night shift and don't have a traffic assignment. And so <laughs> the guys that work day shift and worked traffic, their their numbers, for the, the when they started posting the stats, doubled and tripled in a monthly period. So they got all of these laurels, these day ship fucking pukes, these old fucking rods, started getting laurels and, 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 you know, it wasn't like major budget shifting, but they got, you know, it's like, you know, if, you know, there was $10,000 to be spent on vehicle maintenance that month, you know, day shift got 70% of it because look at their fucking stats. And then at about the three month period, we noticed that there was a problem. So the all of a sudden the brass started pissing and moaning at us that citizen complaints were way up. 
No shit. And most <laughs> and most of us are looking at each other going, I haven't done anything that egregious. Have you done anything egregious? You know, all the night shift guys are like, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. And uh, so it was the fucking day shift guys writing chicken shit tickets. And then about six months into their fucking program, the DA's office, two DA's office, because we covered multiple counties, two DA's got put their heads together and goes, what the fuck is going on with this agency? And they put their heads together and figured out what it was. And they went with the department and it was, look, you're, you're writing, you're increasing our workload and the court's workload with shitty fucking cases and all these fucking dubious uh, traffic citations. We're, we're you've dumped all this work on us it's and you're making us actually do even more work because it's shitty fucking because even a traffic citation is technically a prosecution with shitty prosecution people are fighting the tickets more and more fucking news agencies are starting to write stories and frankly the judges have noticed and the judges are fucking pissed off and the judges are putting pressure on us to go you know what don't bring this agency is fucking up they have the wrong fucking mentality. They're reinforcing a negative. Uh, if you bring any case to me that that is uh, not picture perfect, I'm going to immediately go, what agency did it originate from? And if it comes from this agency, I'm going to dismiss it. And so it started this ridiculous fucking stupid idea, started this whole six-month chain of... of uh, second and third order consequences these chuckle fucks and admin couldn't think and i love it we got to about month seven and all of a sudden they just stopped posting stats and then they came out with memos going you know uh law enforcement is about uh prote- you know being a peace officer and protecting people's rights and looking out for the community and uh, uh we feel that the competitive nature over stats uh you've taken that too far and uh, and you're now doing bad police work like it was our fault that is, oh, that's government. In a roundabout way to relate this to Scopely, if you blindly follow profits, where you put your money into your games, you get people in a pissed off community like us with the complaints going way up and them having to go back to corporate and say, sorry, boss, this this game that only makes 70% profit is giving us more of a fucking headache than this other game that's making 75% profit. <laughs> and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because the the fucking marvel guys can go see told you so we just do everything better give us more budget we'll go ahead and uh, and and scopely goes well there's only so much money in the budget to go around and marvel executives go we understand that but since stfc is doing so badly uh just go ahead and give us some of theirs yeah yeah like i said i feel bad for digit i really do uh, maybe a little based on uh, I would not feel bad for Digit at all uh, except for the times we've had Amergan on and he talked about Digit I mean Digit clearly has problems too but you know I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and give give Amergan credit to just take what he said to me on face value and go yeah Digit's getting fucked by Scopely I mean well and it's also it's hard to know, you know, like nowadays I do site reliability engineering. Well, I'm a director, but I mean, I still, and a lot of that has to do with code and hardening and, 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 you know, rely as the name says, reliability. But so oftentimes we'll get chunks of code from projects for whatever that 
that we have to go and comb through and rework to make it, you know, feasible in the real world instead of what some dumbass, you know, just grouped together and, and developed, you know, off in a closet. And there are times where, like, so the reason I feel for Digit is because sometimes you'll get code chucked at you that is just an absolute clusterfuck. And, and I don't know the entire story of, of how they, they got the initial code base and then, then how the changes happened. And, and I know that there was some turnover as far as who is in charge too and stuff. And so you just sometimes like whoever's there developing now, some of them may have been there originally, but some of them may have just been handed like a plate of, you know, hot shit on, on, you know, a couple shingles and, and said, here, make this something nice and tasty. Well, it's a tale old as time. I mean, in, in the corporate world, in the business world of like Digit, they they did something. They did something good, well, but they didn't didn't have the name. They didn't have the resources to capitalize on it, so they had to sell their product. And, and when they sold their product, yeah, they're still involved in the product, but they gave up control. And now the people who are controlling you are the money people. Never trust the money people. That's exactly what happened when 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 they developed the game. It was it was just Digit, and then you know I mean you, you go back a few podcasts and you know we had all this all the stuff that we talked about the Romanians versus the Irish and and uh, the game had no limits in terms of uh, when you can get your ship right so you could have a, a level twenty six running around with a fully maxed Enterprise and. Uh, you know, you had to use a faction miner to really crack bases and raid people. And there were no shields, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, you you inherit that. And the new mobile game structure where you have to roll out content. Now you roll out content every month. And it has to be new and updated and integrated into the system. And you're, and you're building it on the engine that it was built on. That's six, seven years old now. Maybe eight. You're trying to build new stuff on it. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. You know, it's hard life. STFC has quite a while to not see a, a significant, you know, generational code technology upgrade. Because all we really see is them just like adding new stuff that's generally more of the same. But there hasn't really been like a generational increase of, I don't know, technology. It just seems like a long time for them not to, I mean, they're clearly hamstrung that of like, I think, and they'd say like, it's their code, you know, I mean, that's what every fucking product developer says, you know, well, we'd like to do that, but our code won't allow us to do it. It's too cumbersome. It's too. Well, they did, they did that in the past and they screwed everybody's accounts. I mean, I watched Bungie go through that with destiny in destiny one they just started adding more and more and more and more stuff and it bogged their their system down and it bogged issues down they had uh they had technical problems because they they were trying to make a game that ran on ps3s and ps4s at the same time as well as as xbox but so they they had to have a game that ran on on multi-generational platforms of of dissimilar capabilities and then finally you know they got a new head guy and and he was like look we just can't 
we're just getting we're just digging a deeper and deeper hole we can't we're not going to abandon this game but if we want to advance this game we have to come out with destiny 2 because we just can't make we can't go the places that we need to go with our current platform and so they you know they hit the fucking crash stop button and said all right every all the new shit is going into an entirely new generational upgrade of 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 the software and the hardware requirements and you know and they made some smart choices of they kind of split the game off like in, like one size fits all this will run on ps3s this will run on ps4s and that they, they they split the game off and was like yeah well you know if you're playing on ps3 you're going to play on this server if you're playing on ps4 we're going to play on the other server and you know obviously you can't do that in this game without really you're going to screw up people's accounts if you're going to do that well i mean clearly we know that scope that scopely would but you know I, I it's not my field of endeavors I, i'm sure there's a way of doing it successfully and efficiently it's just they're not motivated to to deal with that expenditure well it's also it, it is significantly different like because when you're talking about the the client side running on platform systems because like i used to like way back in the day, like I deployed the Xbox Live infrastructure, and the platforms themselves are, have significant differences compared to when you talk like an Apple phone, ver- you know, an iPhone versus a the fucking Samsung or except like they're actually extraordinarily similar, and so the the headaches that you'd run to with trying to make it performant on multi-platforms for for an actual platformer versus doing it for something like phones is well phones and tablets and shit is a little bit different Uh, scopely's issues reside almost entirely in server-side problems uh well and, and the way that they they do some of their their the way that they transmit data to everyone was really badly designed but those are the things that they they ought to focus on not that they probably ever will i've heard you and the other smart tech people talk about that that the root of the lag issues are inefficient data transfer right well yes and and not it's not only the efficient it's really more the design even than like data we can send a lot of data relatively efficiently because the reason that your systems, like if you've ever noticed, sometimes they'll say downloading assets, shit like that, is because when it's sending the information, like it, it's not sending an actual render of your ship or anything. It's literally just give, sending a ship ID, and then on your phone, your phone downloads its own render of that and slaps it on what, wherever that person's location is. And that's how sometimes, like, that's like, so that's that's an example of of like how like you know you you fly up to an enemy ship, you hit attack. And then your fucking system kind of blinks, and then now it says, "Oh, you're 14 seconds away," and you're like, "Motherfucker!" Uh, on my screen, I came to a full stop <laughs> right next to their ship. No, that that that's part of it, but the, and so that that goes more to those. So so what I was talking about is we send the data, even they send the data relatively efficiently. It's small packet sizes that just contain like you know certain ID codes that that then the client actually renders on your your phone or tablet or whatever into what it's supposed to be. The real problem is, is that they don't do any segmenting or, or intelligent, um, you know, lo- logical grouping of any of that. So they try to send just the position of everything 
at all times to everything in the system. So things like TC, when you get 200 ships in there, suddenly you have 200 systems telling 200 other systems every, you know, where they are positionally. And it's trying to keep track of all of that, which blows up exponentially versus if they segmented it out to, you know, near time updates for, for ships that are closer to you and then slower updates for ships that are, are further away until they, they near you. Because you don't need to know every millisecond where someone on the other side of the system is necessarily. You can give it a few seconds to, to update and you can do predictive pathing. Do you think we have noticed uh, that the number of stations in a system significantly contributes to the lag as much or more than every ship, an individual ship? With their the lack of prioritization of, of data transmission upgrades in real time, I wonder if because we've seen that a station kind of to Scopely's code seems like it 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 believes it's a ship, multiple ships. So I wonder if there's like say for instance you're at a TC and they're sending the locational data of the stations with the same rapidity and urgency as ship locations, even though those fucking stations ain't fucking moving. Well, so so I've actually done a few packet captures. You're a bad, bad man. I don't know what you're talking about. But the reason the stations generate so much lag is because not only does the, all of the stations send positions... All ships in the stations? Exactly. Because the stations can move. Like, you can relocate and even relocate in systems. So they they... They are sending their positional data constantly, but also every ship in the station is still registered as a ship in the system at that position. And every sh- so, so if you have five ships there, now you're you're telling every client for for each each ship individually, like okay, so five times I'm telling it, you know, this just here plus plus the station for this. So so yes, wouldn't that be a failure of of I believe if I'm understanding you right prioritization of, of data upgrades or, or positional uh, data upgrades of like, you know, you don't need to send the positional data of a fucking stations in the ship with the same rapidity of ships that are in motion fighting. Yeah, no, it, it's all about the way that they do Like right now, nothing is prioritized. It's just, it spams everything. In reality, and when you look at like the way that we've designed the network and stuff for, you know, shooters, things like that, things in motion get more require more updates because because it's in motion versus things that are stationary things that are further away from you don't need to be as exacting or updated as as constantly as things that are near you uh there's all sorts of things that you do to offload a bunch of this prior prioritization and all this data being sent that to, to help with that and so instead now because all this shit is getting sent from all these different places of Here's all the ships, where they are and what they're doing. That's when you start to see. So like when we were doing that raid and you started to see that kind of choking lag cycle, it's because the server side is trying to process all of the changes that are going. And there's so many ships that it's now tracking. So it just chokes and everything halts. And eventually it it processes through everything, clears out that queue and you just get this this like glob of fucking movement and ships, you know, att- finishing attacks and stuff like that. And then they all try to send their next update. Cause people are trying to do shit like dock them, things like, 
and it just fucking chokes it out again until it can process. So it's just this constant. So here's the hard question or the easy question. If my dumb ruck redneck ass can understand the fundamentals of the problem, why can't Scopely? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I bet they understand the problem. It, but the thing is, if so, they, they why are they it? unable or unwilling to fix it? What's your theory? Without looking at the code, my, my guess is that their whole act, basically their access layer for all the networking stuff would probably need a massive revamp. And it's also it it requires someone that that actually understands that aspect of things. Um, I'm sure they could hire someone there, but maybe they don't have someone that's worked on things like shooters or or, or things like that. And maybe they don't want to invest the time in completely rewriting both client side and server side code because they'll have to touch both uh, in, in order to change how, like, when you send positional data and who you send it to. And how it's gonna instead of just talk to everyone, logically group it because it gets massively more complex. It is actually like when you start to look at the shooters and and those types of online games, the biggest investment by far is not is in the network side, not not in any of the the actual gameplay itself or, or you know game design or any of that. Uh, because and and you that you know like Microsoft, we hired like not not networking like we hired a team of mathematicians to to figure out okay what's our most efficient way to to handle some of these things because it's complex and and that's what like even i like i have some difficulty speaking to it because i know it at the fundamental level and i manage some of that but like i am not the guy that that's was actually doing the the low level breakdown of of some of that shit and how you do it uh, but but so it's just it's a difficult and complex undertaking, and I imagine that they would have to rewrite a significant portion of of their well their server side code for sure, and client side too. Is it the age old? Well, that's an arduous long journey, and because you see you're looking at the horizon at your arduous journey, you're like, well, you just find reasons you find reasons not to take the first step. Yeah, I, I can tell you what I think, but you know, obviously, I don't work for Scopely. Well, maybe not obvious to some, but but I don't work for Scopely. I think that they look at it and say, the cost and time investment. We would be spending so much time on this that we wouldn't be doing much else in in the game in terms of game development, and people might get bored and leave. And so we can make money because all these Marvel fuckers are stealing all the fucking acorns. Yeah, it's it's really it's probably just a time thing. Let me rummage around at my recliner here and get my tinfoil hat out here. I have a theory based on my own experiences with proprietary internally developed software that's highly specialized from Union Pacific Railroad. I think that Digit got the buyout from Scopely and a bunch of their fucking coders took their buyout and left. Oh, probably. And there's one fucking dude or dudette or woman uh, left at Digit, who actually understand how the code worked, and they fucking retired. And Digit had to bring them back as a contractor, paying three to time tens, three to ten times as much. And they only got one fucking person that actually knows how the code works, can make changes. Yep. Yeah. Because we we had that for that went on for twenty years at UMC Railroad. We had this highly specialized internally designed software for track inspection. And it was written, and 
as all the people left, there was one fucking dude. Literally, there was one dude in this billion-dollar corporation who understood how a, one, arguably, probably one of the two most vital components of the entire operation of this railroad, Class 1 railroad software worked. And he fucking retired. And everything, I mean, and it, it was it was Armageddon. And they had to bring him back as a contractor, which, you know, who the stories, who knows what story is true. And the, they brought him back as a contractor at three to 10 to 20 times what he was making before. If you got the leverage. Yeah, he had the leverage. And he had the fucking personality of a cheese grater. <laughs> you had to go through, like, if you had this, like, super weird specific program, you had to go through, like, 17 layers of fucking idiots to get permission to talk to this guy. Like I talked to him twice in fucking 17 years. I, I got the permission to actually have a phone conversation with this dude and he solved my problem. And he had a fucking personality of a cheese grater the whole fucking time. The, the motivation after 20 years of this problem, 20 years of this problem, he just threw his hands up and said, throw my money, give him whatever he wants. Don't let anybody talk to him and piss him off. And then originally what motivated Union Pacific to come out to take that journey, that arduous long journey, was they're like, fuck it. Some the story goes is some fucking young executive that was, you know, a junior VP went, well, okay. And they're like, he's, you know, what do we could do this, we could do that. You don't understand the problems. And he finally he's like, what are we gonna do when this guy dies? <laughs> he's old. What are we gonna do when this guy dies? And and no one had an answer for that. And it shocked a lot of fucking executives. And they're like, uh, we got to spend a lot of money on, we got to get a team together. We got to spend all, and they spent, oh my God, the money they spent to roll out a program in two years. And that's what it took. It was like the last fucking person that knows how this shitty software works. What are we going to do when they die? Cause there's not enough money in the world, uh, to bring them back from the grave. Exactly. But I think the thing here though, is that, and the difference is that, you know, Union Pacific, like they still run trains. That that's their thing, and they they plan to do that forever. Whereas yeah. this STFC as a product, I think Scopely looks at it as like, you know what, we can kind of minimize and mitigate as best we can, rather than trying to take a, a full on rework, which would basically require hiring an additional team of developers just to tackle that, so that you could also continue doing content. And I think they looked at it and said. That's not worth the value. We'll just ride this until it dies, and then we'll roll out our next I game. I mean, has STFC already exceeded their projective, projected lifespan of a mobile game? Fuck if I know. I think it might have. What if it was a cash grab, and they expected this thing to last a couple of years? I don't think that's the case. And now they have a tiger by the tail. No, no, I don't think that's the case, because I remember DJs talking about uh, the life, you know, the life cycle or whatever the planet's always been like seven year life cycles for for the game so we're approaching you know this is year so we're on the down but so say, say it is seven years we're on the down slope we're in the back half right but but they, they also if it's still turning enough profit they, they may decide that okay we've banked x amount over these years we'll take off this this sliver portion and we will hire this additional team to actually rework the network stack and that that side of the data processing to make it better. Uh, so so uh, 
because just because you hit seven years doesn't mean that's when you terminate it. It's just usually in, in product development cycles, you take a stop and you reassess like, okay, do we, are we going to continue on this course? Are we going to do major shifts or updates or, or, you know, it's just kind of a, a stop and, and reassess. But can they do that when those Marvel fuckers are stealing all the nuts from the squirrels <laughs> at Scopely? We'll see. I mean, again, Scopely's got a lot of projects. It's not just Marvel, though. I mean, Marvel's done. No, yeah, they, they do. Uh, they also have WWE. They got, you know, whatever garden game that is. Yeah, I got to know what that is. The, the this idea that Scopely has a, a Farmville knockoff, I got to find the link to that so I can send it to people. Did you know, by the way, that Yahtzee made Yahtzee with buddies made $113 million? That's a Scopely game. I, I believe it. I mean, there's a wide variety of. I mean, I think I told this. I don't know if I ever told it on air. I think I told it in a uh, after party chat or our Trash Talk Tuesday. They're like, hey, how did you know? Hey, Al, you used to ask everybody tech, how did you find STFC? And I think you stopped doing it because nobody had a fucking answer. They're like, oh, no. I found STFC because I used to play Risk, competitive, globally ranked the game, the board game Risk online. Assistant Allies is superior, we, but you can't. But there's licensing issues. You can't plot. You can't. No, I, I know. You can't. I would play Access and Allies, but you can't find a true version of it online. and never been able to. But I used to play Risk, and that's how I found STFC because I was globally ranked, and you would you were like a beginner novice intermediate expert master and grandmaster and you you got when you played in ranked matches to earn points which you could win or lose it was this losing was a big fuck if you were the first person that went out in a risk game you lost a shit ton of your ranking points and i used to play that and uh you know i'm not great but i'm okay and i played a lot and i got up to to master and now all of a sudden I started getting, I started playing nothing but there. Cause like master was kind of like a step between like to grandmaster and I couldn't fucking get to grandmaster, but that's all I played in competitive ranking. It was like, you know, five fucking grandmasters and me and they ate my God. They had everything memorized. I mean, it was holy shit. And I got the shit kicked out of me and to such a degree that I couldn't fuck it. I was just struggling to maintain my rankings. I couldn't advance. And I was like, man, this game is really aggravating the shit out of me. I need something new to play. And that's, I went looking through, you know, on Apple store, I just went looking for fucking games and I saw oh, Star Trek video command. That seems interesting. I like Star Trek. So, and that community is still going strong. So you could fucking, you can make a fucking online game of Monopoly and make hundreds of millions of dollars. Does exist? Because that fucking risk community was huge. I first of all, I stopped asking people how did you find Star Trek Fleet Command because I stopped really interviewing people. We just, we mainly have our core group of people that show up and our core group of people that listen. Yeah, but nobody ever had an answer. It was like I don't know. I just started playing one day. I don't remember how it happened. I had an answer. I, did, I didn't remember which game, but it was like some other stupid mobile game that I played for all of like two minutes. And it was like, hey, to get some such and such free, download and install this. And I was like, oh. I, I mean, yeah, I know exactly how I found STFC. I played Risk and I got promoted to the level of incompetence. 
I reached the point where they wouldn't let me play with normal people anymore, but I couldn't fucking hang with the fucking dudes and dudettes that were grandmasters. And it absolutely ceased to be fun. And I was like, I need another fucking game. And that's how I found out STFC. What's up, Ark? Did you promote yourself to general now? Oh, yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta remember you gotta remember one thing with Scopely right now is they're about to come into a big. Uh, uh, I don't know whether people will notice, but they're gonna come into a big profit loss this month or well, next month anyway. Why is that? Because of one of the new mechanics that they brought out this year, the treasury event. Ark, are you leadership? No, I'm not. No. Are you leadership over at Dark? No. Are you? But you know the leadership, right? The man's trying to talk about something else. Shut the fuck up. It's it, it's it's Viking Skull Collector sixty nine at Hotmail. Just saying, <laughs> some territory moves in the next incursion. So about the treasury. Oh, if and people don't realize, but if if people just buy the battle pass and they've done it from the from the word go, and they do their thirty day chests, next month will be the first month that people can start pulling the treasury for free from the broken uh, desealing rods. Interesting. And we know how we all know how good that pack is if it's a hundred dollar pack. So I mean, if it's worth a hundred dollar pack. So there's a lot of people, including a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people that haven't, you know, that didn't save up their 30, 30 day chests or whatever, uh, that are going to be pulling that pack for free next month. Okay, I believe you. What's the significance of that? Well, it, it'll cost them some money. Oh yeah, because normal people would be paying a hundred bucks for it, and you get two per year because it's because it's four thousand. So you get like two and a half per year. So over the space of what is it? Uh, two years, you should get five packs for, uh, was it? yeah, five packs for free. But we started mid-year, so this will be the first, this will be the first actual free pack that, that the free-to-play or people that just buy the battle pass and occasional spenders uh, can actually buy it for, for free this year. I'm happy, I'm happy for the, I, I, I I'm, I'm going to fall back on my normal, I'm fucking dumb and I'm, I'm confused and I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I, I fail to see the the significance of that in a major way i mean that's a bonus for all the people that get it this time compared to like a guy like me that i generally buy it every time it comes up but what's the what's the big significance well there's more people going to be buying it for free instead of buying it so this is so this is so if you have if you haven't pulled any 30-day chess over the norm right you will be able to get it for free this one right same as everybody else there's a hundred dollars less so pretty much everybody in the game, everybody in the game should be able to pull that pack for free. Now we know they make a, sh- a ton of money out of it, right? But now it's going to be a profit loss month this month because they're not getting that value that they would normally get. I mean, that's a, it's a considerable amount of value because we all know that that pack is so good, right? And people are going to want to pull it right away. Now expect a very big spend event uh, either next month or towards the end of the month. When that happens, so maybe the mantis. I mean, we have all of, we have the mantis, we have the Cheerio, we have cloak juice, we have tetrions. So maybe the mantis there. Maybe that's why the mantis came out when it did because they know they're building profit for next month. They can offset the loss of t- treasury packs with mantis juice packs. I'm not sure it's going to be that that impactful. Uh, I mean, it, if you think about it too, not everybody that bought the twenty dollar 
or the the hundred dollar uh, battle pass is going to get those because they have to fill up those points at the end, right, to even get those broken keys or the sealing rods. Well, no, you you just have to complete the battle pass. So even if you own, if you if you spent like a couple hundred bucks throughout the game, your gaming experience, right, and then you only buy the twenty dollar battle pass every month. This is a free one hundred dollar pack that you can buy now. You get those keys after you do the battle pass, the points that fill up after you've already filled up that track, right? Not everybody does that still. The 700 kills to unlock it? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about, DT? The 700 hostile kills you need to do to unlock? Well, no, no. To, to get the actual rod, definitely there are going to be people that, that are going to get it for free instead of having to pay the 100 bucks. No question. But Scopely will f- like backfill something else in where they'll throw in one extra auction that that enough people will be interested in that they'll they'll juice that little bit of extra money to offset it like it, I, I it will there be some loss there for them because some people are getting it free sure but they will figure out a way to to make up a portion of that if not all of it anyway like the one thing i have confidence in scopely in is that they'll find a way to to get money from us they do know how to monetize oh yeah that, that's what i say the, the, towards the end of next month or after recently right after the battle uh, recently after that event falls there's going to be a massive spend event for something or other whether it be a new officer of some kind so yeah i mean they're gonna they're gonna try and offset it and that's why i assume that they're bringing out content right now that is all pretty much paid for mechanics like the mantis and all that kind of stuff you know they're trying to put that out there so so they can offset some of the offset some of the uh, the cost. I, I can't see it in front of me at the moment, but I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think those these ceiling rods come in at 320 if you do everything once a month, right? I get 360. Yeah, I get 360. Yeah, 360, right? Yeah, and, and it's 4,000 to do the unlock. So I think uh, that leaves you with like one like 11 months, I think. To get it if you're doing everything right for months right yeah but they also come in your 30-day chest though too so if you do your dailies every day and you claim the 30-day chest nope you also get an extra you you you, sh- you should get two of those 360s a, a month so my theory is is that scopely is going to do what all these other companies are doing and come out with vanilla servers oh you want to experience how the game was on day one <laughs> yes turn over Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, this this is a good natural stopping point. Let's uh, let's enjoy server forty five versus server thirty four. See what happens, and uh, and then we'll have uh, more trash talk to talk about it. I'm sure whatever server is going to win is going to gloat about it for at least a few months. Here's your chance. You're the only. Are you and Ark are the only? What? Or no, you got DT. What's your guys' prediction? You think you're going to take it? I want to put you on record. You going to take us? It's going to be close. We got Africanos, so I mean, you got to be careful. I mean, <laughs> you know, the rumors, the rumors are that he's buying a big bag of weed and he's taking the he's taking the weekend off. So, <laughs> what are you saying, Tech? You going to take us? Oh my god. Did you really just say that? (laughs) (laughs) 
I must have missed that joke. Oh my god! Next, avoiding the question. Okay. Oh, you know what? You're right, Ark. You're right. Africanus, man, he'll 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 fucking raid the shit out of forty five. So we're we're taking this, we're taking this to the cleaners. <laughs> you know he's gonna. You know he's got a sense of where bases are. He's like he uses the force. You know. <laughs> the funny part is he's still top of the list and he was never involved in the inchi raid it's true <laughs> that that motherfucker doesn't sleep like he sleeps during the day uh-huh Occam's and boom man you this this dude this this what is he 49 now yeah he's 49 yeah he's he's gonna fucking he's gonna hack the code gonna take all your guys' shit while you're sleeping, even if you are in level 19 systems. He's just gonna turn off your shields, and he's just gonna use his 65 amalgams or whatever the fuck he has to just raid all your shit during the night. Man, you will say anything to avoid answering that going on record and answering that question. I told you we're gonna take it, man. Alright. Oh, you're gonna take it. You're gonna take something. Bite the pillow. I'm going in dry. He has raided 2.8 trillion resources. And he was not involved in the, the biggest raid on the server. I thought the biggest raid was uh, Space Ghost. I thought Enchi was a lot bigger than that because that put all of the, you know, Venom, Lethal Weapon, Kevin, that put all those at the top of the list, didn't it? They actually beat him for a while. And then he just went, oh, no, I'm not having this. Back to the top. I can't. I, I, yeah, that's right. This is this is we're talking post amalgam. You're you're right. I was thinking pre amalgam. It was space ghost. But all right. Thirty four is server. Thirty four is going to is going to win it by three point seven percent. That's my prediction. Bless your optimism. It's going to be a bloodbath. You guys are getting wrecked. Forty five is going to win 70 percent to 30. I, th- I think 34 is going to win at 61.3%. And a half. A half. I'm not hearing a lot of optimism out of you people. All I can say is it's going to be a hell of a good time. Well, we got fists. I'm going to enjoy taking all your resources. You're not taking any of my 1.5 trillion titanium. Okay, we'll see. I mean, I, I believe some of you here may have good shield discipline. I just think as a whole, I'm coming home with a lot of your guys' stuff. You have an Africanus. We have a mouse. We, we have been trying to teach the server about shield discipline for the last, well, six months. They, they've learned a lot based on your last two. Uh, Although we won't have a mouse, unfortunately. We'll be, uh, oh, that's right. It'd be busy. It's all right. He just follows me around. Friday, September 2nd. Whenever this comes out, we'll, we'll talk more shit afterwards. This is a good natural stopping point. I want to thank everybody for being here. Less Handy and Kurt, because they're, you know, doing stuff together. Whatever. LARPing in the desert. Look, their relationships hit a rocky patch. They're trying to work through it. We should just give them peace. Think, you know nice thoughts for them or whatever hippies do relationships are hard when you're both power bottoms <laughs> <laughs> on that note thank you all for listening 
do all the stuff social media asks you to do and help Occam's with his whatever, his, his power bottom prowess. Anyways, <laughs> I'm Techman16. I'm boom. I'm lucky to be here. And we'll see you guys next time.